Bibles, we're going to turn to Matthew or Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and uh, verse 16 of that verse. Hallelujah. I think I've heard Brother Barfield preach from, oh, and he, by the way, he wanted me to let everybody know he's, he's preaching for Brother Hood this morning. He went to do the street service. Brother Hood asked him to come preach over there. That's why he's not in service with here today. He's preaching for Brother Hood. So say a prayer that Brother Barfield will be able to, amen, to effectively affect that church, praise God, this morning with his preaching. But I've heard Brother Barfield preach, amen, from Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18 many times. Amen. Many times. I'm not going to do that this morning. I'm going to back up and pre preach from Mark 16 and verse 15 and 16. Praise God. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature, every human being has got a right to hear the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. You can be seated this morning. Praise God. I want to talk to you about details. Details. Hallelujah. We, we've heard a lot, uh, you know, we've heard a lot about the impeachment uh, of the president and how that all of these people are, are working toward impeaching him. Amen. And we've heard, uh, you know, uh, the other party, the Republican Party, uh, amen, ask for evidence. Praise God. Where is your evidence? Praise God of, uh, of this crime that, or, or this uh, uh, whatever they accuse him of. They change it every week. So whatever they've accused the president of, where is the evidence? Praise God. It's what the Republicans are asking the Democrats now and everybody that the Democrats bring to the platform to bring forth evidence, amen, most of it is hearsay, secondhand information, hand-me-down information. Somebody told somebody told somebody told somebody, amen, and none of that is evidence that will hold up in a court of law. So, amen, we've heard a lot lately about where is the evidence, praise God. And that's, amen, kind of uh, the thought that I want to take into this uh, this message this morning, amen, following the evidence, praise God, following the details of the evidence, praise God. In all of the intricate details that God put into the creation process of making the sun, the moon, the planet, the stars, the universe, and in that process of making this vast universe, amen, he creates only one planet, amen, that would sustain, amen, the most precious creation that he ever created, and that was mankind. Amen. And then with all of the details that make up the human body, amen, all of the different systems that go, amen, into making up the human body, praise God, then uh, that we live in here today, nobody, nobody can truthfully and really deny, amen, the existence of a higher power. Nobody can truly, amen, deny, amen, the existence of, amen, uh, of a masterful God, amen, that loves his people. Praise God. Hallelujah. In all of this universe, amen, we live on the only planet that will sustain our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. And then when we look at ourselves and we understand, amen, the vast 
Amen. Things that went into creating these bodies of ours. None of this happened by accident. Amen. None of it happened, amen, by a big bang. Amen. None of this happened, hallelujah, by accident. It all happened, amen, by the creative plan and will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we, we serve a God this morning that does give great attention to the details. Amen. The same God that knew, the same God that created this universe and created one planet for us to live on and then turned around and created us, amen, to live on this planet. That same God knew before he ever made a man, hallelujah, uh, also knew that if he gave his creation a will of his own, if he made a man that wasn't a puppet, if he made a man that wasn't just a toy, hallelujah, but he, but he, he made a man, amen, with a will to choose things of, on his own. He also knew that that man could fall into sin and eventually would fall into sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God gave great attention to all of these details way before he ever created this stuff that we see here today. Hallelujah. He does give attention to detail. Praise God. Amen. He already, before he ever created man, amen, he already had a plan of redemption ready Amen, for when that man did fall or would fall. Hallelujah. In Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8, amen, the Bible says here, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose name, talking about the Antichrist, amen, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, amen, slain from the foundation of the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, we know that, amen, Jesus was not actually slain, amen, before the foundation of the world, but in the plan of God, amen, in the plans that God created, he knew that man, amen, was going to have to be saved, man was going to have to have a Savior, amen. So he put in those plans a time and a date, amen, for his son, Amen. To come into this world. Amen. And that was all planned out before the foundation of the world. Praise God. The plan included before the foundation of the world was that Jesus Christ, the Lamb, amen, of God, being slain for our sins. In Titus chapter 1 and verse 2, the Bible says, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. Hallelujah. Amen. We're talking about eternal life here. We're talking about a God that cannot lie. Amen. He promised these things before the world began. It was in his plan. Amen. To leave a promise for his people and to leave a plan for his people. Amen. That they could be assured of eternal life. Amen. With God. Hallelujah. Amen. So again, our God does pay attention to detail. Hallelujah. Why wouldn't we pay attention to the details? Why wouldn't we pay attention? If God pays attention to detail, don't that challenge all of us to pay attention, amen, to detail? Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I think it demands, amen, for us to pay attention to detail. Hallelujah. Amen. Especially the details of a matter that means we can spend eternity with Jesus, amen, or be lost, amen, and go to a devil's hell. Hallelujah. So, amen. Uh, let's, let's get started here today. Hallelujah. Uh, I got a few notes here so y'all don't get real nervous. I turned a bunch of pages there, but <laughs> I'll get through it as quickly as I can. Amen. Most religions today, let me just, I'm not going to be myself. Most religions today do include some kind of repentance 
or some kind of confession of sins, even though they might require you, you to confess your sins to a man and not necessarily God. Amen. They do. Most religions today do include some kind of repentance, some kind of confession of sins, amen, in their redemption plan. Praise God. Hallelujah. But a lot of them, amen, a lot of them, uh, and today, in fact, most of them exclude water baptism, amen, as being essential, amen, to that plan of salvation. Praise God. Now, I know I've just baptized a couple of folks this morning. Hallelujah. And nobody else stepped up, praise God, to be baptized. So maybe I can convince you by the word of God that maybe you need to consider, amen, being baptized in water. Hallelujah. And a lot of these religions out there today exclude water baptism as being essential, amen, by making it optional, amen, in their doctrines. And all you got to do is go study for yourself, amen. They, they, most of them have made water baptism not essential to your salvation, but optional. It's an outward show, they say, of an inward work. It's just something you do to say to the public, hey, God's working in my heart now. It's more than that. Amen. It's much more than that. Amen. There's 270 large religions and many hundreds of small religious groups in this world. Hallelujah. And who, who would have ever thought that they would all preach the same thing anyway? Who would have ever thought that? 270 large religions hundreds and hundreds and thousands of small religious groups, amen, and who would have ever thought that they would preach the same thing? Well, the reality of it is they don't, amen. They don't all preach the same things, hallelujah. The old adage, and there is an old adage that says, go to the church of your choice, hallelujah. We see that on bumper stickers. We've seen it on church signs, hallelujah. Go to the church of your choice, amen. That is only good Amen. If your church is preaching the word of God. Amen. That is only good counsel and good advice. If the church that you are attending is preaching the truth about God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Even though, amen, the majority preach some kind of repentance, most of them leave water baptism as optional. Amen. But I'm here to declare unto you that are listening to me this morning, amen, we don't preach that. Amen. We don't preach, neither do we believe, neither does the Bible teach that baptism is optional. Hallelujah. You can do it if you want to, or you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why do we preach that? Because we have paid attention to the details. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. And he said unto them, he's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the apostles. He's talking to the ministry that's going to carry on the work after he ascends back into heaven. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Amen. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Praise God. Hallelujah. He that believeth and, and, amen, included, not excluded. Amen. He that believeth and includes baptism, amen, shall be saved. Jesus, amen, said it was essential himself, not optional. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus didn't leave the op option open. You can if you want to. Amen. And you don't have to if you don't want to. Hallelujah. He didn't leave it optional. He made it an essential part of salvation. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 14, praise God, the apostle Peter is standing up here. Now, hey, listen. 
I, now listen, you're, we're, we're, we're in a church, amen, that if you go two weeks, amen, if you go to two, if you go to service for two weeks in this church, amen, and if you don't hear, amen, baptism, amen, in the name of Jesus Christ mentioned somewhere in the preacher's message, then, amen, I don't know if you've ever, even if you've been to church, amen, we mention water baptism all the time. I mentioned water baptism, amen, Brother Edgar Hughes, amen, told me one time, he said, Brother Morell, he said, I made up my mind years ago, I would never preach a message, amen, without including the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and God's redemptive plan. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Edgar Hughes told me that. He said, I've never preached a message, amen, without including the death, the burial, and resurrection. Amen. I, I can't say that I have followed his advice. Amen. There have been some sermons that I preached and some things that I preached where I didn't mention, amen, repentance, water, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But we do mention it often. But very, amen. It's been quite a while since I took, amen, water baptism as a subject. Amen, to teach on it. Praise God. Now, there's many reasons I want to teach on water baptism here today. I want to teach on water baptism here today too. Amen, to reassure these parents that their children got baptized the right way today. Hallelujah. Amen, that's one reason I want to preach on it. But I also understand, amen, that the churches that are really, really, really growing in the apostolic movement, in the Pentecostal movement, are churches, amen, that give Bible studies. Amen. And it's not, amen, and in, in most of these churches, it's not the pastors doing all the Bible studies. Amen. They are uh, people in the congregation, amen, that have got interested, amen, in giving Bible studies. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And they want to be soul winners, and they want to reach somebody that's lost. Hallelujah. Amen. So my, my, one of my reasons of, amen, preaching on water baptism this morning is to try, amen, to encourage somebody, amen, to pay attention to the details. Amen. Write those details down. Hallelujah. So in case you ever need those details, you have somewhere to go, amen, to get your hands on them quickly. You never know, amen, when, amen, you may have the opportunity to give somebody, amen, a Bible lesson, amen, a Bible study. Amen. And what better Bible study to get started out on than the plan of salvation? Hallelujah. So Jesus said in himself, baptism was essential. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 14, praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, then Peter standing up with the eleven, with the elevens, key point. Amen. Lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be it known unto you and hearken unto my words. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, full of the boldness of the Holy Ghost now. Amen. And he's preaching to his nation. He's preaching to Jews. He's preaching to others that are there. Hallelujah. Whoever, amen, that would hearken unto his words, he's compelling them. Amen. You need to pause in whatever it is you're doing today, and you need to listen to my words. Hallelujah. I would challenge everybody here today to do the same thing. Pause. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever it is you got going on on your cell phone, whatever you got going on in your mind, whatever you got going on in your checkbook, wherever, amen, your mind may be scattered to now. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to hearken unto you to pay attention to what I have to say here today. Listen. Listen. Amen. Hallelujah. And then verse 37 and verse 38. 
when he got through preaching to them, they were pricked at their heart. They had conviction fall on them because they, they, they knew that they were guilty, amen, of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles. Remember, it was Peter and the 11 that stood up together. Amen. Here it's Peter and the other 11 apostles that are there that these men, that these people are coming to saying, men and brethren, amen, what shall we do? Amen. Then Peter said unto them, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. When Peter preached that first message, Amen. On the day of Pentecost, you know what he did? Amen. He did the same thing that Jesus did in Mark chapter 16. Hallelujah. He made water baptism essential to salvation. Hallelujah. The, Jesus said it was essential. Amen. The apostles said it was essential. Even if you repent and get the Holy Ghost, Amen. Before you get baptized, amen, it is still essential that you get baptized. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 48 says, While Peter yet spake these, word, uh, these, these words, talking about Cornelius' house and all his family there, Peter was there. The angel sent him there. The Lord sent him there to preach to this family that was ready, amen, to receive the word of God. Peter was preaching to them as he was preaching to them. The Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, they of the circumcision were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, so Peter went and preached. Amen. They had evidently repented. They had evidently surrendered their heart to God. Peter came and preached, and they received the Holy Ghost. God don't give nobody the Holy Ghost hadn't repented. So these people had to have repented. They have had to make things right between them and God. Amen. And they heard this group speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, amen, then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. So here's a group of people, amen, that a preacher's up there preaching to them. And in the midst of his preaching, the Holy Ghost falls on them. They're all filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Amen. And when they come down off of that high, amen, Peter looks around and says, who can, amen, who can forbid water? Amen. Where's the water at? Hallelujah. These people, even though they received the Holy Ghost, they need to be baptized. He commanded them, the Bible says. He commanded them to be baptized in water in the name of the Lord. I want you to notice something. They didn't get mad at the preacher. They'd never heard about water baptism in their life. But when Peter, amen, was sent by an angel to their house to tell them about salvation, amen, they didn't take up arms against Peter. They didn't fuss and argue with Peter and say, Peter, hey, hey man, you come a little bit too late for water baptism. We've already received the Holy, the Holy Ghost. They didn't argue one bit. Hallelujah. They didn't argue with Peter. They didn't say, I don't need to be baptized. I got the Holy Ghost. No, they all got baptized that day. Amen. Amen. They didn't give the preacher, uh, the preacher any trouble whatsoever. Jesus said it on, one, on more than one occasion. 
I don't have time to go into all those scriptures. This is not an all-inclusive message this morning. Amen. I'm just trying to help somebody realize, hey, amen, if you're called on to give a Bible study, you might need to know something about water baptism. Hallelujah. Jesus said it on many occasions. The apostle said it on many occasions. Hallelujah. And then in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20 and verse 21, the Bible says, which sometime were obedient or disobedient, amen, when the long-suffering of God was waiting in the days of Noah. This is Peter, the same day, the same dude who preached on the day of Pentecost. The same dude that went down to Cornelius' house, a Gentile's house. Amen. He baptized Jews on the day of Pentecost. He baptized Gentiles. Amen. Oh, uh, oh, in Acts chapter 10, he baptized Samaritans, which were half-breeds, in Acts chapter 8. Hallelujah. Here's that same Peter, amen, telling us, amen, about, uh, amen, the long-suffering of God waiting in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, wherein in that ark... That is, eight souls were saved by water. Eight souls. Peter said, hey, I can reach all the way back to the Old Testament. Amen. And find a type and a shadow. Amen. To make it clear and make it sure to us. Hallelujah. That water baptism is essential to salvation. Amen. Looking back there, there were eight souls saved by water. Which, amen. Go to the next verse if you would. Amen. The like figure, the like figure whereunto even baptism uh, doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Amen. Even after you repent and you get baptized in Jesus' name, get filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, you will wrestle with your flesh to the day that you die. Hallelujah. So water baptism, amen, is not, amen, the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a clear conscience, a good conscience, a clean conscience toward God. Amen. It, hallelujah. From there, you start working on these other things. But it's there you get started. Amen. The St. Peter who preached on the day of Pentecost that men need to repent and be baptized tells us in these verses of Scripture, Noah built an ark, and eight souls were saved by, that, uh, by, by water in that ark. The like figure doth also now save us. We say, we say, amen, baptism without repentance means that somebody just gets wet. We also say, amen, that repentance... Without baptism means that sins are not remitted. Why do we say that? Because that's what the Bible says. Amen. Peter said repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For, there's a reason for this. For the remission of your sins. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16 that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. Praise God. Hallelujah. So remission of sins. Hallelujah. Means forgiveness of sins. Pardon of sins, the wiping the slate clean. In Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 5, the Bible says this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? <laughs> know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism. Therefore, we are buried. What's it talking about here? I'm going to try to explain it in a minute. We are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 
For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Praise God. So much said here. I don't have time to deal with it all. Amen. But in repentance, basically what the scriptures are telling us, that in repentance, amen, we die out to sin. Amen. In baptism, amen, we are buried with him in baptism. Amen. And in receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we rise up, amen, to walk in newness of life. Amen. We are resurrected with him, amen, by receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus died. He was buried and he rose from the dead. And his death and his burial and his resurrection, amen, was a complete picture of our salvation. His death, burial, and resurrection was a complete. He didn't leave us wondering. Amen. What salvation was all about. He gave us the perfect picture. Death. Dying out to sin. Burial. Being baptized in water in Jesus' name. Amen. Resurrection. Being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. The picture is there. The details are there. We need to follow the evidence. Amen. To a conclusion here this morning. Hallelujah. To identify with him, we simply cannot neglect any one of these steps. Amen. That are detailed in the word of God that brings us redemption. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 5, it says there's one Lord. Amen. There's one faith. It don't stop there. He says there is one baptism. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Praise God. Hallelujah. Which makes me to know and understand there's only one biblical way to be baptized. Amen. With all of the different ways, with all of the confusing ways. The Bible tells me that there's only one Lord, there's only one faith, and there's only one baptism. Hallelujah. Amen, and I want to know what that baptism means. I want to know what, amen, I want to pay attention to the details of, amen, how it was done in the Word of God and how God laid it out and how the apostles laid it out. Hallelujah. Remember, we serve a God that pays attention to detail. You and I need to do the same. Hallelujah. Why do some sprinkle in baptism? And why do some immerse in baptism like we have done this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll tell you why. Simply because some pay attention to details and some don't. Hallelujah. Some pay some some decide, hey, we can baptize people any way we want to. <laughs> Amen. We'll just get a little water in a cup. Amen. Bring the candidate up there, stick our fingers in the cup, splash a little water on their face and they're baptized. Is that what God said? Is that what the word of God says? No, that ain't even close to what the Word of God says. You'll find, amen, sprinkling and baptism not included in the Scripture. Amen. Most of the Scriptures that mention sprinkling, amen, is in the Old Testament. The New Testament does mention sprinkling. It's in Hebrews and in Peter. Amen. In both of those cases, it is talking about the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Not sprinkling in water baptism. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there's only one biblical way to be baptized. Hallelujah. Do we sprinkle or do we immerse? Hallelujah. Well, it's obvious to all of you here this morning, we don't sprinkle because we pay attention to the details. Amen. Some don't pay attention to the details. Some don't feel it's important. Amen. Why? Because they've been told that it's not 
essential. It's optional. Hallelujah. But why ain't it essential? The Bible says it is. Why ain't it essential? Hallelujah. Jesus is our example. How many of you believe that Jesus came to leave us an example? Hallelujah. I believe that Christ came to this earth to leave us an example, amen, that we might walk in his footsteps, right? Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 16 says this. Amen. Uh, if I can find it here with my eyes, all right? Put it on the screen. Then come at Jesus to Galilee, to Jordan, unto John, to be baptized of him. All right? Next verse. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. John was shocked here. This was the Messiah he was talking to. Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, the fact that the Bible says that he came straight up out of the water, amen, leaves us with no other, amen, inclination than to believe that he had to go straight way down into the water. Amen. Hallelujah. When John baptized Jesus, he baptized Jesus like he baptized everybody else. Amen. He immersed him in water. Jesus went down in the water. Amen. And he straightway then came up out of the water. Hallelujah. Amen. So, praise God. In the water, out of the water. Not sprinkled with the water. Amen. When I look at verse 15 here. Amen. I want to put this in my own words. Hallelujah. You know what Jesus is saying here to John in verse 15? Amen. John, you're the forerunner of the Savior, and I am the Savior. It is our duty here today. It is your duty as a forerunner of the Savior. It is my duty as the Savior. It becomes our duty, amen, to leave an accurate account of the details of what it's going to take from this day forward, amen, for a man or a woman to be able to, to obtain righteous, a righteous relationship with God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what he's saying. Amen. Suffer it now to be so, John. I know you're shocked by my appearance in Jordan, hallelujah. Amen. But, dude, you're my forerunner, and I'm the Savior. Amen. And we got to do this thing because I am their example. I am their example. Amen. John said, well, since you put it that way, I guess I'll go ahead and baptize you. <laughs> Amen. I didn't mean to try to talk you out of it, Jesus. I just felt, and here, here's exactly what John felt, amen, I feel like, amen, I think John could have looked at Jesus and said, I'm going to baptize you, Jesus, since you put it that way, I just felt insufficient in baptizing you, I need to be baptized of you, that's what John said, so I think I got it pretty close there, pretty right there, amen, Jesus looked at, at John and said, suffer to be so now, it becomes my duty and your duty, amen, to leave a perfect example, praise God. Amen. Do it. Do it anyway. Hallelujah, John. And John did. Hallelujah. Leaving us an example that Jesus was immersed in water. Was not sprinkled with water. He was immersed in water. John chapter 3 verse 22 through 28 says, 
And she, uh, after these things came Jesus and his disciples to the land of Judea. And there he tarried with them. Notice now, John, Jesus has already been baptized. Amen. Him and his disciples go out doing his work. John and his disciples are still over here doing their work. Hallelujah. Amen. After these things came Jesus and his disciples to the land of Judea. And there he tarried with them and baptized. So after Jesus was baptized, amen, he turned around and started baptizing his disciples. All right. Go ahead. John also was baptizing, amen, in Anon near to Salem, amen, because there was much water there. And they came and were baptized. So John's over there baptizing. Jesus is over there baptizing, for John was not yet cast into prison. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. Hallelujah. And they came to John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, amen, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. So there's a dispute going on. John's over there baptizing in water, immersing people in water. Amen. Hallelujah. For repentance. Jesus is over here baptizing folks in his own name. Yeah, Jesus wouldn't baptize them unto repentance. Amen. Jesus knew the name that they had to be baptized in. Jesus knew that his disciples were going to have to carry on this practice after, amen, he was gone. So he was giving them a clear picture, amen, of how to baptize somebody. Praise God. And they came into John and said unto him, Rabbi, amen, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, he's the same baptizing, and all men come to him. Hallelujah. John said, John answered and said, a man can receive nothing. Except it be given him from heaven. A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Jesus, after his baptism, started baptizing his own disciples. Jesus started baptizing others. Hallelujah. And then John spills the beans. Amen. About this baptism. This is what the controversy was over. Amen. Jesus baptizing over there. John baptizing over there. John looks at them and says. Except it be given him from heaven. I'm telling you this morning. That heaven is our witness. Amen. That baptism is done by immersion. And not by sprinkling. Heaven's example to us. Hallelujah. The example that left the throne in glory came down and robed himself in flesh. Amen. To give us a perfect example of everything that we need to know about him. Amen. Heaven's witness of baptism is that it is done by immersion and amen. Or immersion in water. Hallelujah. And there is nothing in the Bible that says anything about sprinkling anybody, amen, in baptism. Praise God. Acts chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went. This is Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Amen. He commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water. Amen. Both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's Philip. Hallelujah. Taking a eunuch, headed back to, amen, Ethiopia. Praise God. Hallelujah. The man wanted to be baptized after he heard Philip preach to him, expound the word to him. There was water there. Philip got off the chariot. The Ethiopian got off the chariot. They both went down in the water, and Philip baptized him. 
And when they were coming up out of the water, they went down in the water. They came up out of the water. And the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip. And the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Thank God. Hallelujah. We can rejoice this morning. Amen. That two young folks got baptized in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 10 and verse 47. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? Amen. Which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Water baptism. Praise God. Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. Let me say this. When somebody naturally dies, amen, and they are to be buried, nobody just goes and lays them out into a field and takes a handful of dirt and sprinkles it on them and leave them laying there. We are buried with him. Amen. If we're going to be buried with him, we got to completely go under the water through immersion. Amen. So that we can get it right. Hallelujah. Amen. What do they do? Amen. We got folks in here that work for the funeral home or have worked at the funeral home. Amen. They go out there and they dig a hole and they cover them up. That's what we like to do in baptism. We like to cover folks up. I remember baptizing somebody down in the old church and, amen, and they were a little hefty. And I took them down, amen, and when I took them down, their hands went up, and their hands didn't get wet. Well, I set them up or stood them up back then. We didn't have this nice little seat for you to sit on, amen, and stood up. I said, hey, I got to do that again. I said, why? I said, you didn't get all wet. You didn't get completely buried. And I said, I said, strap your hands down by your side, amen, and before they could refuse or, amen, say no, I baptized them again, Hallelujah. Amen. It got them all the way under. Hallelujah. That's what you got to do. You got to pay attention to detail. You got to get it right. Amen. The details are clear. Amen. The word baptism in, in Greek is baptizo. Amen. And it means, go look it up for yourself, to be immersed in the water. The details are clear. Jesus' example supports us. The apostles' doctrine support us. Or we support them. Amen. Heaven supports our position. The definition of the word of baptism supports our position. Common sense supports our position. Hallelujah. Amen. We've, got, we've even got testimonies of religious leaders who started their churches outright. Amen. But have changed on the position of water baptism over time. I'm going to read this to you. This ain't something you can't find for yourself. Amen. John Calvin. Amen. A man very instrumental in getting started. Amen. The Presbyterian Church. Amen. In the year 1530, he wrote these words. John Calvin, the father of the Presbyterian Church, wrote, The word baptize signifies to immerse. It is certain that immersion was the practice of the early church. Martin Luther in the 1500s also said this, baptism is a Greek word that may be translated immerse. I would have those who are to be baptized to be all together dipped. Martin Luther, amen, confessing, amen, what the Bible said about baptism. It was immersion in water. 
John Wesley, amen, the man responsible for the Methodist church in the 1700s said, the Bible term buried with him by baptism alludes to the ancient manner of baptizing by immersion. I don't know why they. I don't know why they had to say, "Amen." Two of the one of them said it was the practice of the primitive church, Amen. The other one said it's the practice of uh, the ancient church. What's ancient about the church? The ancient is just as alive and well and fluent today as it ever was. There ain't no such thing as an ancient church. There may have been a first century church, Amen. But the church is the church is the church. It's the same, hallelujah, throughout every generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Wall, a man responsible for the Episcopalian church. Immersion was in all probability the way in which our blessed Savior, <laughs> and, for, and for certain the way in which all early Christians were baptized. Brenner, amen, a, 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 a nun or a, or a priest, amen, the Catholic Church, a nun. Hey, I got nuns preaching now. Now I, I, I pay attention to detail. Brenner, a priest in the Catholic Church. For the first 1,300, listen to this. This is the Catholic Church. The, for the first 1,300 years, baptism was an immersion of the person underwater. Whitfield, another Methodist said, it is certain, it is certain that the word buried in the text of Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 alludes to the matter of baptizing by immersion. Hallelujah. So all of these are the founding fathers of the various churches that we still have out here today. Hallelujah. And all of the founding fathers said baptism, amen, was by immersion. Can I tell you what happened over the course of the last 500 years? Every one of these churches that I've mentioned no longer immerse their candidates in water. They now sprinkle them. Hallelujah. Amen. They sprinkle them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Know why we still immerse and not sprinkle today? It's all in the evidence. It's all in the details. Hallelujah. All right. Okay. Let's take the next step now. Why do we baptize in the name? Why do we baptize in Jesus' name and not in the titles? Hallelujah. Luke chapter 24, verse 45 through 48 says this. Then he opened up their understanding. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and arise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses to these things. At that moment, he opened up their understanding. And he, re and he, and he told them all these things. He said, now you're going to be my witnesses that in Jerusalem, amen, in Jerusalem, amen, my name is going to be attached to the salvation plan. My name is going to be attached to water baptism. Hallelujah. Amen. So why don't we baptize in the name of Jesus? Amen. He opened up their understanding there, and they understood that day that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. He didn't leave them without the details of the plan of salvation. 
The purpose of preaching Jesus dying on a cross is to get men to repent. Amen. The purpose of water baptism in his name is to get their sins remitted, removed, and their slate white cleaned. Amen. So that, so that they can be the new creation, the new creature that God wants them to be. Brother Rose started off the service today a little odd. I thought he mentioned Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. When he mentioned Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, I said, I'm on target today. That's the second or third message that he's confirmed, amen, for me in the past few weeks. Hallelujah, gets up and starts the service, amen, and he just confirms to me, hey, preacher, amen, you're on the right track. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says, amen, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other, none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So our salvation is all wrapped up in a name. Our salvation is all wrapped up in a name. Amen. We preach Jesus on Calvary to cause men to repent. They repent because they found out that Jesus loved them. We preach Jesus to them. Christ crucified to them. Amen. After they repent, we preach water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ because, amen, Go back to uh, the verse of scripture back in uh, the one I had up before that, Acts 4 and 12. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, go to the other one, 47. Amen. And that repentance and remission of sins. Well, how do we get our sins remitted? I thought if I repented, my sins was remitted. That ain't what the Bible says. Amen. The Bible says, amen, that you are to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Peter said the same thing that Jesus said in Luke chapter, amen, uh, whatever chapter we're in here. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was saying the same thing that Peter said. Hallelujah. Uh, and Peter was saying the same thing that Jesus said. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, the purpose of preaching, praise God, water baptism in Jesus' name is because that's what the apostles preached. Jesus said, do it in my name. The apostles said, do it in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 8 and 16, amen, the Samaritans were baptized in his name. Acts 10 and 48, the Gentiles were baptized in his name. Acts 19, 3 through 5, Paul found, amen, disciples of John the Baptist that had never heard that they needed to be baptized in Jesus' name. Peter preached to them that they needed to be baptized in Jesus' name. Guess what happened? They got baptized that day in the name of Jesus. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17 says, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father, and the Father by Him. Whatever we do in word or deed, we need to do it in the name of Jesus. Praise God. In baptism, proper words need to be spoken by the minister who is performing that deed on your behalf. Hallelujah. The preacher, amen, is responsible for doing it right, and he needs to get it right. Amen. If he, if he don't, amen, if the preacher that baptized you, amen, didn't get it right, amen, didn't baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins, hallelujah, then you need to understand that you, amen, need to get rebaptized the same way that the disciples of John the Baptist realized they needed to get rebaptized. Hallelujah. So if you're here and you've never been baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, you need to consider these things. You need to follow the evidence in the Word of God. You need to pay attention to the detail that comes to you through the Word of God. Amen. Concerning water baptism. 
I would be wrong this morning, hallelujah, to leave out the verse, the verse that creates all of the controversy about water baptism. Matthew 28 and verse 19. Let's read it. Go you therefore. He's talking to those same disciples and apostles. Right? That he's talking to in Luke. That he's talking to in Mark. Amen. He's talking to those same apostles in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. There's all kind of questions why the scripture is in here this way. And I'm not even going to try to debate that issue. Hallelujah. It's in there for us. For us to dig around it. For us to look for the details in the midst of that verse of scripture. There's details there. There's evidence there. Amen. That people need to see. Hallelujah. Let's look at some of those details. Amen. And what those details may show us about Matthew 28 and 19. Praise God. Hallelujah. The first thing I want to say is, <clears throat> amen, that the apostles did not, amen, on the day of Pentecost disobey what Jesus told them. They did not. If Peter had got it wrong, he had 11 other preachers there, preachers there that should have got up and would have got up. If he had got it wrong, they would have got up and said, Peter, that ain't the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to baptize people in the, in the name or in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But none of them said anything. None of them said anything. Hallelujah. All of them went out, amen, and started baptizing folks in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So they baptized people exactly the way that Jesus told them in Matthew 28. How can that be, Brother Rev? How could they obey, amen, uh, Matthew 28, 19, and then go out and baptize folks in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it was obvious that the apostles and the early church, according to, amen, the religious fathers, Amen. It's obvious that the apostles in the early church saw Matthew 28, 19. They saw this command differently than religions do today. Yeah, they saw it differently. They understood it differently. If we look at the scripture closely, amen, and you examine these scriptures, scriptures closely, and I challenge, challenge you to do that, I want you to understand a few things here. Father is not a name. Son is not a name. And Holy Ghost is not a name. They are all titles, amen, that refer to God. Hallelujah. They are all titles that refer to the one Lord. Amen. That we are to put our one faith in. Amen. And be baptized one way, amen, into that body. Hallelujah. Amen. The details revealed to us in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. Amen. And she shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. The son had a name. Call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. That's what we're talking about. Repentance and water baptism. Saving us from our sins. Hallelujah. That verse of scripture, amen, tells me the name of the son. The name of the son is Jesus. Amen. Why did they give the son a name if son was the name? They gave him a name because son is not a name. Son is a title. Amen. Son is not a name. John chapter 5 and verse 43 says this. Amen. I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you shall receive. Jesus says something enlightening there. Amen. I have come to you in my father's name. 
Well, guess what the name of Jesus means? Jehovah has become our salvation. Amen. Christ was God manifested in the flesh. Amen. The God of the Old Testament. Amen. Robing himself in flesh. Amen. Becoming, amen, Jehovah our salvation. Amen. So the name of the Son is Jesus. Jesus came in his Father's name. We know that to be Jesus. Amen. So the Father, we know as Jehovah in the Old Testament, took on a different role in the New Testament and became our salvation. Father is not a name. John chapter 14 and verse 26. Amen. Let's me know that. Amen. But the comfort which the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, <laughs> he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Praise God. Holy Ghost is not a name. Hallelujah. We're going to receive the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. That's what the Bible says. Amen. It's going to be sent in my name. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, Holy Ghost is not a name. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost was not the name they were to be baptizing folks in. Amen. And they knew that because they knew what Jesus was saying in verse 18 and verse 20. Going back to Matthew 28. If you can, if, you can't, if I didn't give you that, I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 says... And he, and he came and he spake unto them, saying, All power. <laughs> oh, if we could just understand who Jesus was. He came to his apostles. He came to his disciples. He said, All power in heaven and earth. Amen. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. Somebody say all power. Hallelujah. Then in verse 20 it says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever. I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Hallelujah. So they knew what Jesus was saying in verse 18. They knew what Jesus was saying in verse 20. Wherever you go to teach people, amen, teach them to observe what I have taught you. So that's what we do today. We look back at what the apostles did for Jesus and how they did it, amen, and then we replicate that. Amen. They went and they baptized. They immersed people in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And that's why we still do it today. Amen. We paid attention to the details. Hallelujah. They knew and wrote to us. Amen. So that we would know. Amen. For in him, Colossians 2 and 9, for in him, Jesus, dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is all wrapped up in him. Amen. Go look, go home and look at your birth certificate. Somewhere on that birth certificate, it will have Father wrote down there. Amen. And beside where it's got Father, you'll find a name. And hopefully and prayerfully, that's your Father. <laughs> Somebody's got a name on that birth certificate. That's how they know you belong to them. They wrote their name on the birth certificate. I, I lay claim to this one. Amen. Let me write you a $1,000 check. Amen to you today. Let me write you a $10,000 check today. Let me up the bid. Let me write you a $10,000 check today and sign it, Father, Son, and Spirit. And you go to the bank. You go to BB&T or you go to, amen, wherever, SunTrust or whatever bank you go to. You go to that bank, take that $10,000 check. Amen. Lay it on the counter and say, I want to get this cashed. They're going to look down and see, 
Father, Son, and Spirit wrote on that $10,000 check. You know what they're going to do? They're going to laugh at you. Why? I'm a father. Why? I'm a son. Why would they laugh? I'm a father. I'm a son. I got a spirit. But my name is Kenneth Morrell. And unless that name is there on that check, I'm afraid you're not going to get the money. Hallelujah. The details are on our side today. Amen. Even historical details. Hallelujah. Oh, I got to read this to you. Amen. History's on our side. Hallelujah. Why don't we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ? The Britannica Encyclopedia. I got to get over here where there's some light. The Britannica Encyclopedia, the 11th edition, volume 3, pages 365 and 366. It says, the baptismal formula was changed from the name of Jesus Christ to the words, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost by, by the Catholic Church in the 2nd century. Well, I don't care what the Catholic Church teaches. Amen. I'm concerned about what Jesus taught. I'm concerned about what the apostles taught. Amen. I don't want nobody changing my Bible. I don't want nobody changing the Word of God. Amen. Britannica Encyclopedia, Volume 3, page 82 says, Everywhere in the oldest sources it states that baptism took place in the name of Jesus Christ in the early church. Hallelujah. Not only do we have the evidence in the Word of God, we've got historical evidence. Amen. Caney Encyclopedia of Religion, page 53, says, The early church always, <laughs> the early church always baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus until development of the Trinity doctrine Amen. Around the second and third century. Oh, time has went by. People have become religious. They don't like what Jesus taught. They don't like what the pre what the apostles taught. So now, Amen. They're Amen. They're changing or trying, Amen, to change the Word of God. Hallelujah. Catholic Encyclopedia, Volume Two, Page Two Sixty Three. Here. Notice the wording of this. This is the Catholic Encyclopedia. Amen. Volume 2, page 263. Here, the Catholics acknowledge that baptism was changed by the Catholic Church. Well, that was dumb. It was dumb for them to change it when it was working. And then it was dumber for them to turn around and admit it. Because all everybody that is serious about living for God, amen, is going to look beyond Catholic doctrine, look beyond religious doctrine, and look to the Word of God to form their opinion. We've got to follow the evidence. I got three minutes here. Hallelujah. Amen. Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion, Volume 2, page 377. Christian baptism was administered using the name Using the words, in the name of Jesus. Volume 2, page 378. Amen. The use of a Trinitarian formula of any sort was not suggested at all in, the early, in early church history. Volume 2, page 389. Baptism was always in the name of the Lord Jesus until the time of Justin Martyr. Amen. When the triune formula, amen, began to be used. 
325 A.D., Council of Nicaea, Constantine voted, amen, with all of those that were surrounding him to change the baptismal formula, amen, from water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ to baptism in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen, because they accepted a Trinity doctrine, three persons in the Godhead doctrine, and the only way they could justify their three person in the Godhead doctrine, amen, was they had to change the baptismal formula out of the only saving name that was ever mentioned and turn it into a three-God message, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> Pacers Encyclopedia of Religion, Volume 2, page 377. Amen. The article is on Acts 238. Name was an ancient synonym for person. Payment was always made in the name of the same person referring to ownership. This will preach. Therefore, one being baptized in Jesus' name became his personal property. Hallelujah. Amen. Ain't you glad today that when you took on, the, when you took on his name, amen, that you became his personal property. Amen. I belong to him. You belong to him. We belong to him this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. I belong to him because I took on his name. Oh, I got one minute. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I belong to Jesus. I want to challenge you to go home and search your Bible, do a thorough search, amen, throughout the week, searching the details and find one place. I'm not challenging you to find one place in the Bible where anybody was ever baptized, calling on the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Let me just go ahead and short, cert, short circuit, amen, your, 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 your search. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to search it out for yourself. I do want you to look at the evidence and the details. Let me tell you what you're going to find. Same thing everybody else found. It ain't in there. It ain't in there. The apostles never baptized anybody in the name or the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It ain't in there. They all baptize people by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. There is no evidence. Hallelujah. Let history, let the history that I read to you this morning speak to your heart. Let the word of God, amen. And again, I want to say this. I want to say this. Amen. In no way whatsoever have I, amen, have I done justice to this subject in this hour message. Amen. There's so much to look at. There's so much to study. There's so much to research. Amen. And I want to challenge you today if you're here, amen, and you think you'll ever be put in a position to where you could give a Bible study. I want you, amen, to get started searching the Word of God for yourself. Putting together, hey, you can go buy your Bible study if you want to. Amen. But put together your own Bible study. Because if you, if you follow the Word of God, your Bible study is going to turn out just like the other Bible study. If everybody's following the same Word, let history speak to your heart today. Let the Word of God speak to your heart today. Let the evidence speak to your heart today. Amen. Religion may be comfortable in changing the baptismal formula. But this preacher ain't comfortable with that. And this church ain't comfortable with that. Hallelujah. The proof's in the pudding. The evidence is in the Word of God. And if you're honest and sincere... Amen. If you are honest and sincere, after you do your search yourself and you find no evidence, amen, to support, you find no evidence whatsoever to support that position 
of being baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Then you'll say, Preacher, I want you to baptize me today. Because you'll realize, amen, that the only way to get your sins remitted is through baptism in Jesus' name. It is for the remission of sins. So you'll come to me and you'll say, if you search it with all your heart, and I'm not telling you make any quick decisions, search the Search it out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you find anybody baptized in the Bible in titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, come and show it to me. Huh? Because I want to see it. Praise God. And uh, you'll say, Preacher, I want you to baptize me today because I was baptized the wrong way. Amen. If you're sincere in heart, just like the disciples of John that Peter found in Acts chapter 19. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 19, I want, to, I want to read this in closing. It's 103. Bear with me while I read this one last verse of Scripture. I'm challenging. I don't know, you know, who may be here that may need this. Maybe nobody needs this. But there is somebody. If there happened to be somebody here that needs this. Amen. You search this thing out. You don't find anybody in the Bible who's ever baptized in the title of the and Holy Ghost. But you find a whole bunch of people who was baptized in the name of Jesus. Then you've got to come to the same conclusion that we did. Amen. When they baptized people in the name of Jesus, they were baptizing in the name of the Father. They were baptizing in the name of the Son. They were baptizing in the name of the Holy Ghost. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. These were disciples of John who became disciples of Jesus, but somehow they'd gotten separated and they had never heard the message to be baptized in Jesus' name. He said to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, We have not so much as even heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. We hadn't heard that. Tell us about it. And he said unto them, Under then, under what then were you baptized? They said unto him, John's baptism. Then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the person that they should believe on him which should come after him, and that he is on Christ Jesus. So now Christ has come. I don't know what got them out of the loop. I don't know what got them out of the picture. I don't know why they had never heard of Jesus. But they hadn't. But when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We sang a song in the choir. That name is above all names. That name is above all other names. The name of Jesus. We sing about, amen, and sang about this morning healing in that name. Deliverance in that name. Casting, amen, the word of God tells us we can cast out devils in that name. We can raise the dead in that name. That We have salvation in that name. Hallelujah. If all of these many, many, many blessings that we have, amen, that come to us, amen, through the name of Jesus. Amen. Why should we ever, 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 why should we ever resist being baptized in the name that is above all other names? Hallelujah. There is no name that's greater, the song says. There is no name stronger, the song says. Amen. Why don't you get baptized in the strongest name, the greatest name, the only name given among men, whereby we must be saved? Church folks, hallelujah. If you're ever going to be confronted with a Bible study, you're going to have to get your, 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 your ducks in a row 
You're going to have to start studying this for yourself. You're going to have to start looking at it yourself. Amen. I mention water baptism a lot of times. I very seldom take it to text and teach on it like I have this morning. But I did it because, hey, we're facing a new year. Amen. If this church is going to grow next year, praise God. Some of us might need to get involved. Some of us might need to get involved in witnessing and doing Bible studies and helping people to find their way to Jesus. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. I want us all to lift our hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. And I want us to pray, God. Amen. Give us greater understanding, God. Give us, amen, an understanding, God, of you, God, of your word, God, of the apostles and their doctrine, God. Hallelujah. God. I want to understand this stuff, God. I don't want to be confused any longer, God. Search this out. Let me study this out for myself. Let me look at it. Let me reconsider it. Oh God, hallelujah, Jesus. Let me let me be a workman, God, worthy of his heart, God. Let me be a workman, God, that amen, that has a Bible study. That can be given. Amen. That can help somebody see the truth. Hallelujah, Jesus, today. Oh God, hallelujah, Jesus. I'm washed. Come on. I am saved. Oh, God. Listen to the words of this song. I'm holy.
let me know. Amen. We'll get you baptized. Hallelujah. Before you go home, praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Think about it. Pray about it. Work on it. Shake hands with somebody close to you and say, it's been good to see you in the house of God this morning. Hallelujah. It's been good to see you in the house of God today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.